Welcome to Baugan Inglés 4.0, the radio show with Kyle Miller. Following class by class, step by step, the material of Baugan Inglés 4.0 on Aprende Inglés TV. Class 167. Let's go! Beginner. Hello, friends, and welcome to class number 167. Yesterday, I spoke. Yesterday, I spoke about the verb to speak. And a little bit about the verb to talk. Un poco, a little, a little bit about the verb to talk. These verbs are very similar. Speak and talk. Hablar, dos maneras de decir hablar. In fact, In our book, in the student guide, we don't discuss and we don't differentiate these two verbs yet at this point. But really, the only thing we mention is that we speak a language. To speak a language, I am speaking English. I speak English. You speak Spanish. You speak some English as well. Yes. The people, and this allows us to practice with people are, people are. The people speak, not people speaks. No, because people are plural. The people in Spain speak Spanish. The people in Germany speak German. What language does Barack Obama speak? Barack Obama speaks English. What language does Zapatero speak? Zapatero speaks Spanish. He doesn't speak English. He speaks Spanish. Obama speaks English. He doesn't. Well, I don't think he speaks Spanish. I don't know. Maybe he speaks some Spanish. I speak English. My brother speaks English. I speak a little bit of French. My brother speaks a lot of French. Yes. So to speak a language, the people in Germany speak German. The people in Norway speak Norwegian. Now, what language do the people in China speak? The people in China speak Chinese. Chinese. The people in China speak Chinese. The people in Japan, Japan, what language do they speak? Oh, the people in Japan speak Japanese. The people in Japan speak Japanese. The people in China speak Chinese. The people in Korea speak Korean. The people in Argentina Speak Spanish. What language do the people in Mexico speak? The people in Mexico speak Spanish. Well, George Bush once said, the people in Mexico speak Mexican. Pero no, no. The people in Mexico speak Spanish. Yes. Okay, now, so we've seen the verb to speak. Can dogs speak ¿Cómo? Can dogs speak? Fifi, speak, speak. 
Fifi. Ruff, ruff. Ooh, he's speaking. We sometimes say a dog can speak, but we would never say a dog can talk. So to speak, we can say, is to, to emit sounds in an effort to communicate. But to talk has to be in a known language. But this is a fine point. Here, we'll just consider them to be very similar, but when we think of languages, we say to speak a language. Okay. I'm speaking in English. I hope I'm not speaking too fast. Espero que no esté hablando demasiado rápido. I hope I'm not speaking too fast. I hope I'm speaking, espero, I hope I'm speaking slow enough for you to understand. Okay, now let's move on and look at the structure. Can you tell me where to find, can you tell me where to find a store? Puede decirme donde encontrar una tienda, a store, a shop. So ask me, ask me if I can tell you where to find a beach. Kyle, can you tell me where to find a beach? Yes, you can find a beach on the coast of Spain, Alicante, or in the south, um, well, Cadiz, for example, Malaga. You can find a lot of beaches in Spain. Ask me if I can tell you where to find books. Kyle, can you tell me where to find books? Can you tell me where to find books? Yes, I can tell you where to find books. You can find books in the center of Madrid. You can find books in bookstores. Bookstores. Now, a bookstore is a store where you buy books. You say librería, but we, we say a bookstore because library, please do not confuse library and bookstore because a library is the biblioteca. In the library, the books are free, but you borrow, tomar prestado, to borrow, you borrow the books in a library. You borrow the books. You have to return them. You have to give them back. You have to return the books in the library. But in the bookstore, you buy the books. You have to pay for them, but you can keep them. Mm -hmm. Ask me if I can tell you where to find tortilla in Madrid. Uh, Kyle, excuse me, Kyle, can you tell me where to find tortilla? Spanish omelet. I say tortilla usually. Can you tell me where to find tortilla? Can you tell me where to find Spanish omelet? Yeah, you can find tortilla anywhere. In any bar, in any local bar or cafeteria, you can find tortilla in Spain. Yeah. Well, well, Kyle, well, ask me if I can tell you where to find a bar. Kyle, so in Bothelta. Susana, también en Mozarta. Kyle, can you tell me where to find a bar? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Just down the road, I promise. Just walk down the road if you're in the city. Walk down the road and look on the left or on the right, and you'll find a bar in five minutes, I'm sure. In Madrid, in, in, in the city, in any city, in any town in Spain, you can find a bar. So this is a good structure. It's a very important structure. When you're traveling, when you're in England, excuse me, can you tell me where to find whatever? Puedes decirme donde encontrar lo que sea. Can you tell me where to find? Can you tell me where to find? Can you tell me where to find a store? Can you tell me where to find the police station? Can you tell me where to find the hospital? Can you tell me where to find the school? Can you tell me where to find the main square? Can you tell me where to find the tourist information office? Can you tell me where to find the stadium? Can you tell me where to find the supermarket? Can you tell me where to find the shopping center? Okay, can you tell me where to find? Can you tell me where to find? Can you tell me where to find? All right, good. Whew. Let's stop there. Let's take a break with that and take a look at our word of the day. <laughs> Word of the day. Ah, very interesting. The word of the day today is in spite of. A pesar de. In spite of. In spite of. Y despite, claro, the same. Despite. I'm sure someone at home is saying despite. Yes, despite. Or in spite of. Now, in spite of is a pesar de, but it is followed by a noun. In spite of the weather, we stayed at home. In spite of the weather, we stayed at home. Despite the weather, it's the same, we stayed at home. In spite... Well, here, I suppose the weather was great. In spite of the, the great weather... We stayed at home. We didn't go out. In spite of the terrible weather, we went to the park. We went anyway. We went to the park in spite of the terrible weather. We went to the park in spite of the storm. We went to the park in spite of the storm. Despite the storm. In spite of his injury, su lesión, in spite of his injury, he played the match. Despite his injury, he played the match. Okay. We will look at this again in another class. We will see this in more advanced classes, but in spite of, or despite, plus the noun in this, in this particular structure, a pesar de, in spite of in spite of the problems with the computer we got the job done yes in spite of the problems with the computer we got the job done all right now i want to move on into class number 167 and take a look at the verb to drop the verb to drop which is to allow something to fall Dejar caer. O también tirar. Accidentalmente. By accident. I dropped my pen. Oh, 
Where did my pen go? I dropped it. I dropped my pen. Now, my pen fell because I dropped it. The pen fell, se cayó, it fell because I dropped it. Here, se le cayó la taza y se rompió. She dropped the cup and broke it. She dropped the cup and broke it. And did you drop a cup yesterday? Yes, I dropped a cup yesterday. Did you drop Did you drop the glass yesterday? Yes, I dropped 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 the glass yesterday. So in the past, be careful with the pronunciation here. Pronunciation. What? Yeah, okay. Pronunciation. Let's think about the pronunciation every day I drop. Yesterday I dropped. Dropped. So the T sound, I dropped. Okay? So, it fell because I dropped it. I dropped it. I dropped the glass and it broke. It broke. Why did it break? Well, it broke because it fell. And it fell because I dropped it. Okay? So, the verb to drop is both a transitive verb and an intransitive verb. So, the examples we saw here are transitive. So, so when it's transitive, we have an indirect object. So, she dropped the cup. She dropped something else. Here, this is a transitive, transitivo, transitive verb. And then we have an intransitive. For example, the temperature dropped yesterday. It didn't drop something else. The temperature dropped. The temperature dropped. La temperatura cayó ayer. The temperature dropped. Here is an intransitive verb. Okay? And in the intransitive sense, we can substitute this with the verb to fall. To fall. Se cayó. La temperatura se cayó. The temperature fell yesterday. The temperature dropped yesterday. Okay? So this is the what we call the intransitive use of the verb, the intransitive form. Okay? So quickly practicing with the pronunciation, every day I drop my pen. And yesterday I dropped my pen. My pen didn't break when it fell. It fell. It fell when I dropped it. Um, every day I drop my glass. Yesterday I dropped my glass. Mm. And my glass, the glasses always break when I drop them. Yes. Every week I drop a bottle. Last week I dropped a bottle. Very good. And the bottles always break when I drop them. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our vocabulary of the day. Vocabulary of the day. All right, it is time for the vocabulary of the day, our five words of vocabulary. Thifras. Thifras is the first word. Here we have figures. Figures. Take a look at the figures. Look at the figures. Las cifras. Mira las cifras. Look at the figures. Extranjero. Adjetivo. This is foreign. Foreign. 
He bought a foreign car. Or he's a foreigner. He's a foreign person. I am, I am a foreigner. I am an, un, un extranjero. I am a foreigner. I am a foreign person. I come from a foreign country. Canada. Agradable. He is pleasant. Pleasant. Seguro. Libre de peligro. Seguro. Safe. 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 Delgado. Delgado is thin. Thin. He's very thin. He has lost weight. And now he's very thin. Thin. Delgado. All right. Very good. Now we've seen our five words of vocabulary. Figures. Cifras. Foreign. Extranjero. Pleasant. Agradable. Safe. Seguro. Thin. Delgado. We can now move on. To our last point, very quickly, we'll review this again tomorrow. But let's practice with the future, the future with going to. Here we have the future with going to plus infinitive. Okay? I am going to be here tomorrow. Are you going to listen to this show tomorrow? Are you going to listen tomorrow? Are you going to listen tomorrow? Going to plus infinitive. To be going to. Are you going to listen to this show tomorrow? I hope so. I hope you're going to listen to the show tomorrow. Give me an affirmative answer. Are you going to buy a sandwich? Yes, I'm going to buy a sandwich. Are they going to leave now? Are they going to leave now? Yes, they're going to leave now. Is she going to buy a new computer? Yes, she's going to buy a new computer. Are the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and Ron Wood and Charlie Watt? Watt or Watts? I don't remember. Are they going to record a new album? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to record a new album or not, really. They're getting old. They're getting very old. And, uh, I, well, this program is getting old as well. We're running out of time. I am completely out of time, so I'm going to stop now. But I'll be back in a few minutes with the intermediate portion of today's class. Thank you very much for listening. We'll review all of this tomorrow and so much more. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. ¿Quieres aprender inglés en serio? De la mano de profesionales con años de experiencia, aprende inglés con los cursos de inmersión Baugan. Tenemos muchísimas opciones de cursos de inmersión en inglés dentro y fuera de España. Para todas las necesidades, para todos los niveles, para todas las edades y para todos los bolsillos. Llámanos al 91-133-5833 y te lo contaremos todo. 91-133-5833 Eh, ven acá para acá. Han llegado las notas. ¿Cómo que suspenso en inglés? Es que, jo, es un rollo. ¿Un rollo? Pues te has quedado sin ir al campamento de fútbol. ¡Hala! ¡No! Ni jolín. jolín ni nada. Te vas a pasar el verano en la academia de inglés. ¡No, yo quiero fútbol! De fútbol, nada. <risa> 
Deja que la chiquilla vaya al fútbol, hombre. Apúntala a nuestro campus de inversión fútbol e inglés. Si quieres que tus hijos se apasionen por el inglés, qué mejor forma que mezclarlo con algo que les gusta. En junio y julio comienza nuestro campus de inversión fútbol e inglés en colaboración con el Atlético de Madrid para niños y niñas de 8 a 15 años. Infórmate en el 911335832 o en grupobaugan.com. Welcome back to English 4.0, the radio show. Let's go. Intermediate. Hello and welcome back to the program. Welcome to Intermediate Class number 167. And I'm all by myself today. I'm all alone here in the studio. And we'll start with a little review, un repaso, a review of yesterday's material. Yesterday we were practicing something very important, often overlooked. And what I'm talking about is the pronunciation of regular verbs in the past. And we have different types of endings. We have what we call the hard D sound, like agreed. And the T sound, like asked. And the additional syllable sound, like accepted. Yesterday, I accepted. Yesterday, I acted. Yesterday, I added the numbers. And so, we use this extra syllable sound when we have, well, when we have an infinitive that ends in T or D. And we practiced with this yesterday, but let's practice again. So, here I will say the verb... I will, I, will, I will say the verb in the sentence in the present, and I'd like you to give me a sentence in the past. So, every day I avoid a problem. Yesterday, I avoided a problem. Every day I count the numbers. Yesterday, I counted the numbers. Every day I decide what's best. Yesterday, I decided what's best. So remember, out loud with me. Every day, I include someone new. Yesterday, I included someone new. Every day, they insist on perfection. Yesterday, they insisted on perfection. Every day, airplanes land. Yesterday, airplanes landed. Every day, I lift something heavy. Yesterday, I lifted something heavy. So here we have the extra syllable sound for pronouncing these regular verbs in the past. A few questions here. Have you ever accepted a bribe? No, Kyle, I've never accepted a bribe. Un soborno, a bribe. I've never accepted a bribe. Did you act strange when you were ill? Yes, I acted strange when I was ill. Hmm. Did they add up the numbers properly? Give me an affirmative answer. Yes, they added up the numbers properly. They added up the numbers properly. 
All right. Now, the second thing that we can practice now from yesterday's class here is short answers. So, three-word answers, short answers. So, here the first word will be yes or no. And the second word will be the subject. And the third word will be the auxiliary verb. Of course, when we have the verb to be, the, we use the verb to be as auxiliary. There, well, there is no auxiliary. Am I Canadian? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So the verb to be. Do I live in Spain? Yes, you do, you can say. Okay, so give me the three-word answer, the short answer. Is my name Stephen? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Could you speak German when you were ten? No, I couldn't. Is Toronto cold in the winter? So give me the short answer. Yes, it is. Do you hate warm weather? No, I don't. Do you like the cold? No, I don't. Do you like pizza? Yes, I do. Is the Pope Catholic? Yes, he is. The Pope, el Papa, of course. Is he Catholic? Yes, he is. Are we related? No, we aren't. Can we see each other? No, we can't. Could I go to the bathroom if I wanted to? No, you can't, Kyle. Well, I suppose I would have to wait until the end of the show. Can you swim? Yes, I can. Does your mother know you're here? Yes, she does. Is your father my brother? No, he isn't. No, he isn't. Can you play baseball? Yes, I can. Do you own a boat? Como? Do you own a boat? Do you own a boat? Un barco. Tienes un barco. Do you have a boat? Or do you own a boat? No, I don't. Or maybe, yes, I do. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. Yes, she was. No, she wasn't. So it's not very difficult, but this challenges your ear and your comprehension, and it challenges your, your mastery of the auxiliary verbs. Okay? So it's very good to practice this. Short answers. Are you listening? Yes, I am. Are you paying attention? Yes, I am. Are you improving? Yes, I am. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our word of the day. Word of the day. All right, it is time for the word of the day. And the word of the day today in Spanish, venganza. Venganza, ooh, revenge, revenge. And we say to get revenge, to get revenge on someone. Yes, revenge. We say to get revenge on someone. Yeah, so it's not something I do very often, try to get revenge on people. No, revenge. It's not, it's not nice. I think it's better to forgive than to seek revenge or look for revenge. All right, now as we move on in the, into the new material, we have the word mood, humor. 
Tu humor, your mood. What is your mood? What mood are you in? Are you in a good mood today? Are you in a good mood today? We say to be in a good mood. Not, not, not humor. Humor. No, no, no. Not a good humor. A good mood. Estar de buen humor. To be in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood on Fridays. I'm usually in a good mood on Mondays. I'm almost always in a good mood. To be in a good mood. Mood. Humor. Yes. So it's interesting. Um, I was talking about this the other day on one of the programs, but how in our Vaughn Review magazine, the Vaughn Review, we had an article. This was a few years ago, and it was discussing the pronunciation. And there was a sentence there. It said, in Spanish, evidencia de sangre en la puerta del pobre cocinero. Evidencia. Now, evidencia is proof, proof. We also have the word evidence, but here, if, if the evidence ensures someone's guilt, for example, then we would call it proof. Well, if, if, if it guarantees something, if it proves something, well, the noun is proof. Proof, evidencia de sangre, proof of blood. Blood. So sangre, blood. B-L-O-O-D, but we say blood, not, not, not blood. Blood. En la puerta del pobre cocinero. Proof of blood on the poor cook's door. Evidencia de sangre en la puerta del pobre cocinero. Proof of blood on the poor cook's door. Now, notice how cook, no se dice, bueno, cocinero se dice cook, not cooker. We don't say cooker, no, we say cook. A cooker could be a, um, my brother has a Japanese rice cooker. It's a machine. It's not a person. It's not a Japanese person. It's a machine. A cooker would be a machine that cooks. But un, un cocinero is a cook. Evidencia de sangre en, en la puerta del pobre cocinero. The reason I'm saying this sentence is because it, it gives an example of the different pronunciation possibilities with this double O sound. Proof, ooh, ooh, proof of blood, blood. On the poor, oh, oh, or, or, poor, cook, uh, uh, cook, cook's door. Proof of blood on the poor cook's door. Evidencia de sangre en la puerta del pobre cocinero. Proof of blood on the poor cook's door. So this proves and shows that well, as you know, there are many different ways to pronounce the vowels in English. And really, you just have to get familiar with the words. But mood, mood rhymes with food. If you're hungry, I suppose you could say that you're in the mood for food. I'm in the mood for food. I'm hungry. I'm in the mood for food. Yes. Ask me if I was in a good mood yesterday. Kyle, were you in a good mood yesterday? Yes. I was in a good mood yesterday. Good, uh, uh, good mood. I was in a good mood yesterday. Ask me if I was in a good mood on Saturday. Kyle, 
Were you in a good mood on Saturday? Yes, I was. Ask me if I'm always in a good mood on Saturdays. Kyle, are you always in a good mood on Saturdays? Yes, I'm always in a good mood on Saturdays. Ask me if I'm ever in a bad mood on Saturdays. Kyle, are you ever in a bad mood on Saturdays? No. Well, I already told you I'm always in a good mood, so no, I'm never in a bad mood on Saturdays. People, most people are in a good mood on the weekend, I think. So, to be in a good mood, to be in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. Estabas de mejor humor esta mañana de lo que estás ahora. You were in a better mood this morning than you are now. Hmm. You were in a better mood this morning than you are now. Okay. To be in a good mood, to be in a bad mood, not humor. Humor, humor is comedic. Humor refers to contextos cómicos, we could say. A sense of humor in sentido del humor. I think it's important to have a sense of humor, of his sense of humor. Yes. So here when we say humor, humor, a sense of humor, we have to humor. Almost like we're cleaning, we're cleaning the mirror. Humor, a sense of humor. Yeah. It's important to have a sense of humor, I think. To take things lightly, sometimes. Yes. Okay, but otherwise, when you say humor, we say mood. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our vocabulary of the day. Vocabulary of the day. Yes, friends, it is time for the vocabulary of the day, our five words of vocabulary. Consciente de. This is aware of. Aware of. To be aware of. Yes. Aware of. Consciente de. We also have conscious. Conscious. But typically conscious is the opposite of unconscious. If I'm, if I get hit in the head very hard, I can go unconscious. And they take me to the hospital. I'm in the hospital unconscious. And one day I wake up. After three days, I wake up and the nurse runs in and she says, Oh my gosh, he's conscious. He's conscious. Okay, that's conscious. But oh, to be consciente de, to be aware of, to have knowledge of something, to be aware of the fact, to be aware of. I'm aware that there are several people in the room next to me. Today I'm recording the... I'm, I'm recording in a, in the small studio here today, in the, in the Vaughn studios. We have a few different rooms here. And the technicians are working on installing a new mixing board. I'm aware of the fact that they're there. They're aware that I'm here. I know they're there. I know that they're over there. I'm aware of it. And they are aware that I am here. The second word, is avergonzado, violento. We say embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Encabezamiento. Heading. 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 Prometedor. This is promising. Promising. Prometedor. Promising. Quota. Quota. This is a quota. Very simple. Quota. Quota. Not, not quota, but quota. Quota. 
in English. All right. Now it is time to talk about the article. The article, a uh, and an. Yes. The indefinite article, and this sounds like a very easy topic, Kyle. Come on, it's class number one hundred and sixty-seven. This is so easy, and yes, it is easy. But here we want to talk about applying the article "an" before adjectives, because you may recall, you may remember, people always,、uh, most people think, ah, "an" that goes before a vowel, "an apple." Okay, good, "an apple." Um. But if you say, well, we say an apple. We say an orange, a banana. Okay, no problem. We all know that. But remember, it's a vowel sound. For example, I was there for an hour, which is an H. But a a a hour. I was there for an hour. So the same applies before an adjective. For for example, important. We would say he's an important. Client. So ask. So answer my questions. We'll practice with some adjectives where we'll use the an. Have you ever read such an interesting book? No, I've never read such an interesting book. Did he cook an excellent dinner when you were there? Give me an affirmative answer. Yes, he cooked an excellent dinner when I was there. Have they found an ideal solution? Yes, they've found an ideal solution. Did the match have an exciting finish? Yes, the match had an exciting finish. Was their return home an emotional moment? Their return when they came back was was their return home an emotional moment? Yes, their return home. Was an emotional moment. Is he an FBI agent? Yes, he's an FBI agent. F. So here, FBI, the acronym Federal, it stands for Significa. It stands for Federal Bureau of Investigation. But we say F, eh, F, eh. It starts with an E. F, 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 an F. But he's an FBI agent. Okay. We're out of time, but we'll review this topic tomorrow because I think it is interesting. I think it's an interesting topic, don't you think? Okay, let's leave it at that. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a glass of water, and I'll be back in about three and a half minutes with the advanced portion of today's class. So don't go too far. Keep listening. Keep studying. Keep exposing yourself. The more you practice, the more you will improve. See you soon. Bye bye. Well done. Now a little bit higher. I wanna be the star in a musical. Wow, you have such an amazing voice. Again, come on. I wanna be the star in a musical.
musical. Amazing. You're going to be the star in this musical. ¿Tienes entre 8 y 14 años y te gustan los musicales? ¿Te gustaría aprender a cantar, a bailar y a actuar en inglés? Conviértete en estrella por un día mientras aprendes inglés en nuestro próximo Weekend Camp, Performing Arts de Víctor Ullate, del 26 de junio al 2 de julio. Infórmate en el 91-133-5832 o en grupobaugan.com. En el Club Junior dejamos hacer a tus hijos lo que siempre han querido, hablar en clase, el método más motivador y dinámico al servicio de tus hijos. Llámanos e infórmate en el 91-133-5832. Uf, qué calor. Oh, I'm boiling. ¿Eh? ¿Qué ha sido eso? Ya te digo, tía, uf. ¿te apetece un mojito? Tell me about it. ¿Fancy a mojito? ¿Eh? ¿Estoy pensando en inglés o qué? Yes, I could do with a mojito. Espera, ¿en qué idioma he dicho eso? What did you say? Eh, eh, digo, what? ¿Qué? ¿Qué nos pasa? I don't know, será este calor insoportable. Two mojitos, please. Digo, dos mojitos, por favor. Este verano no te podrás sacar el inglés de la cabeza. Ven a nuestros cursos Summer Impact y acabarás pensando en inglés sin darte cuenta. Solo duran una semana, así que si no puedes comprometerte a largo plazo, los Summer Impact son ideales para ti. Llama al 91-133-5833 o infórmate en grupobaugan.com 91-133-5833 o grupobaugan.com Welcome back to English 4.0, the radio show. Let's go. Advanced. All right, welcome back to the program. Welcome to the advanced portion of class number 167. And we'll get started today with a little bit of a little bit of uh Review from yesterday, and yesterday we were talking about the phrasal verb to make out, to make out, ver algo no fácil de ver, but also, also with, also with audio, with, with when we're, when we're listening to something, to make something out with a sound, to distinguish, divisar, distinguir, atisbar. Entender, to understand something that maybe is difficult to understand. I said yesterday that I have trouble making out doctor's handwriting. I have trouble making out doctor's handwriting. Hmm. Now, can you make out what I'm saying right now? Can you make out what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, Kyle. We can make out what you're saying. Yesterday I asked our technician Manu if he could make out what I'm saying. And uh Manu, can can you make out what I'm saying? Yes? Can you can you make out what I'm saying? Of course. Hey, good, good, good. Can oh, can can you make out what's written on this page, Manu? Look, uh, what's written? Can you make it out? No. He can't make it. He can't he can't make it out. I I had a piece of paper here, but it's too far away. It's so far away that he can't make it out. Unless he had eyes like Superman, it would be impossible to make it out, to distinguish what's on my page. Anyhow, 
But I can make out things that are far away sometimes, as long as my eyes are, are, are all right. Like castles on the horizon. When you're driving in Spain, you can very often make out castles or old buildings and old structures on the horizon. Now I'm looking through the window here. I'm looking into the, into the booth, the technician's booth, and I can make out writing on the whiteboard. There's a whiteboard and I can make it out. It has all kinds of information about programs that have to be uh, edited and different things that have to be done. I can make it out. But if I, the problem is if I take off my glasses, I have glasses that I wear in the radio, when I'm doing the radio, and when I'm, when I'm out, out of, outside of work, I often wear contact lenses. But when I'm on the radio, I prefer to wear glasses because I find myself looking down all the time, reading from books that are down on the table. And I find the glasses are a bit more, more comfortable. Um, for that, but if I take my glasses off, I can't make out things across the room. I have trouble making out. I have uh, I have a computer screen in front of me, and the computer screen tells me the time, but I can't make out the time unless I have my glasses on. Yeah. Now, do you think you could make out what I'm saying if I started speaking in Chinese? No. Okay. No, no, I, uh, probably not. Kyle, no, we can't make out what you're saying. Now, ask me if I can make out what people are saying when they speak Spanish with an Andaluth accent. Ask me if I can make out what they're saying. Hey, Kyle, can you make out what people are saying when they speak Spanish with an Andaluth accent? Andalusian, I suppose we should say. Accent. No, I can't. Well, some well, usually I can, but it's difficult. Yeah, there was a girl, well there is a girl working in Aprende Inglés television who who's from the south of Spain and I had a tough time making out what what she said, uh, well what she says, you know. She used to come to to pick up the teachers, to go to the the, the studio to film. She'd come and pick me up often along with a student and she would always uh, she would always speak to me in spanish and and uh, i had a tough time making out what she said because she had a very very heavy or very thick accent from from the south of spain so there we go we've seen it now we've seen it yesterday and today phrase the phrasal verb to make out okay divisar distinguir atisbar entender Ver algo no fácil de ver, or, or even to, to, to understand something that's not easy to understand. Now, the second point we saw yesterday, we were talking about uh, bastantes, the structure of different uses in English of the word bastante or bastantes. So bastante first in the sense of enough, in el sentido de suficiente, suficiente, so tanto, tantos, which doesn't need any more. I, I have, I have enough time. I don't need any more. I have enough time. I have enough money. Do you have enough money? Yeah, I have enough money. Do you think I have enough material for this class? Sure, I have enough material. I have loads of material. 
Then we have, well, that brings us to the second use, which is quite a bit of, quite a lot of, quite a bit of. So, so you can say bastante. Hay bastante nieve en el parque. There's quite a bit of snow in the park. Tengo bastantes discos de los Rolling Stones. I like that, the Rolling. Los Rolling, you say. The Rolling Stones, I have quite a few, or quite a lot of, Rolling Stones discs, we could say, or albums, albums, discs. Yeah. We tend to, well, disc would imply that it's on a, on a CD, a compact disc. But some of them are on vinyl records. Mm-hmm. So, quite a few, quite a lot of. Here we're emphasizing a considerable amount of una cantidad considerable de algo. A considerable amount of something. Do we have enough time? Yes! We have quite a bit of time. We have a lot of time. We have quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I told you I was hungry enough to eat a sandwich. I'm not as hungry today. But uh, yesterday I was quite hungry. I was definitely hungry enough to eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Ask me if I had enough time last night to call my mother. Kyle, did you have enough time to call your mother last night? Or enough time last night to call your mother? Yes, I did. I had enough time. I had enough time. Mm-hmm. Ask me if I had quite a lot of time. Kyle, did you have quite a lot of time? No, I didn't have quite a lot of time. I didn't have, like, loads of time. I didn't have quite a lot of time. But I had enough time. It was sufficient. It was just enough. Quite, it was, it was a considerable amount of time. All right, now we can move on and take a look. Yeah, let's take a look at our expression of the day. Expression of the day. Yes, friends, it is time for the expression of the day. That's right. Our expression of the day today, friends, is the bee's knees. The bees. The bee. Bzzz. Bee. Yes, the bumblebee. They make honey. You know, bees. Bees. The bee's knees. The rodillas. Las rodillas del abispa. I guess you say abispa. I guess it would be abispa. A bee. The bee's knees. But now, um, the bee's knees means something is excellent. If something is the, it's the bee's knees. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. Oh man, that, that Vaughn radio is the bee's knees. It's fantastic. It's the bee's knees. It's wonderful. Oh, I tried that. Uh, I went to that restaurant. It is the bee's knees. It is fantastic. It's great. You're going to love it. It's the bee's knees. It's incredible. So that's our expression of the day. The bee's knees. All right, good. So we here we are about halfway through today's class. Moving on into the new class, we're finished with our review portion, and we move on, as always, into the new material for class number 167 now. Really, only, well, less than, less than 30 classes to go, about 28 classes left. Wow. So hopefully you're following along at home with all this material. Let's move on today now, now into, into the new material, and we have one of my favorite drills. One of my favorites. 
which is the Mastering the Interrogative Drill. This is a classic. This is a Vaughn classic. It really is. This is the drill where I give you the answer to a question, and then you ask me the question that I've already answered. Okay? So if I say it's on the floor, you say, where is it? Where is it? Okay. So, but today we're going to be practicing with the question word, what? What? So I'll say, he bought a coat. You say, what did he buy? Okay. So the first one, number one. Now, of course, as always, I need you to participate out loud, and that means everyone, even you, Isabel, out loud. Javier, también, out loud. Aloud, in voz alta, with me. Are you ready? The first one, I'm going to order a tuna sandwich. And you can say the question, what are you going to order? I think he wants to watch a movie. I think he wants to watch a movie. What do you think he wants to do? Well, I think he wants to watch a movie. She drives a truck for a living. And the question is, what does she do for a living? Well, she drives a truck. They didn't say anything after we told them the news. What did they do after you told them the news? What did they do? Oh, they didn't say anything. Or what did they, I said, well, what did they say would be a better question. What did they say? They didn't say anything. Okay. I'll order a new one if it breaks. What will you do if it breaks? What will you do? I'll order a new one. They got in trouble for pulling the fire alarm. What did they get in trouble for? What did they get in trouble for doing? For pulling the fire alarm. The heavy rain caused the flood. The heavy rain. What caused the flood? Oh, the heavy rain did. What? The heavy rain. What? The heavy rain. The, so it has to be what? The heavy rain. What? What caused the flood? The heavy rain caused the flood. His name is Mortimer. What's his name? What's his name? What is with a contraction? What's his name? Now, what do you want to know? I want to know what his name is. So ask me what his name is. Kyle, what's his name? And my answer, oh, his name's Mortimer. His name is Mortimer. Yes. She used a mop to clean up the mess. What did she use to clean up the mess? What did she use to clean up the mess? She used a mop to clean up the mess. A spark from his axe caused the fire. What caused the fire? So imagine he's cutting something like with with, a, with an axe to cut down, like talar, to cut down trees. You have an axe. You're cutting down trees. He used an axe to cut down the, the tree and, and a spark. If it hits a rock, it maybe creates a spark. A spark from his axe caused the fire. What caused the fire? Now, the last example, so ask me the question, the answer is, the secret ingredient is saffron. Azafran, you say, right? Azafran. 
saffron. And the question, Kyle, what is the secret ingredient? What is the secret ingredient? It's not saffron. The secret ingredient is saffron. Vocabulary of the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our vocabulary of the day. Our five words of vocabulary. The first word today is extenderse. Extenderse. Which is to spread. To spread. Yes, this morning I spread, I spread peanut butter on my toast. Peanut butter, mantequilla de cacahuete. Tip, typical giri, no? Giri total. Eating bread with peanut butter. But I like it and it's a good source of protein. It's an acquired taste. Means it's something that when you, if, if, if you eat it regularly, you will start to like it. It's like drinking wine. Maybe I'm the first person to compare peanut butter to wine, but it's similar in that if you've never had it, you, and you try it once, you probably wouldn't like it. But if you drink it, if you drink wine regularly, or if you eat peanut butter, you will develop an appreciation for it, in my opinion. The verb is to spread, though. S-P-R-E-A-D. Now, there's no, there's no E, there's no vowel before the S-P. Just spread, spread, spread. Clip is the second word. Clip, which is a paper clip. Un clip de papel, but we say paper clip. Improvisar, to improvise. Improvise. Andamios. This is scaffolding. Scaffolding, yes. Look at the scaffolding on that building. And finally, we have seguir en contacto con, which is to stay in contact with. To stay in contact with someone. For example, to stay in contact, I try to stay in contact with my old friends from school. All right. Okay, now let's move on now and take a look at, oh yes, the last point. Here we have, we have a classic drill, one of the classics. One more of the Vaughn Systems classics here. This is the drill where we practice the simple past and the present perfect. Did you go to Pakistan last year? And you can say, no, I didn't go to Pakistan last year. And so far this year, I haven't gone to Pakistan so far this year. So when we say, and so far, every time we say so far, we change to the present perfect. So far, hasta ahora, so far. So I didn't go to Pakistan last year and I haven't gone there so far this year. So let me ask you some more questions. How many fires were there in your house last year? In Bogota. There weren't any fires in my house last year. And so far this year? There haven't been any fires in my house so far this year. Oh, that's good. Made her smile, no? How many windows did you break last week? I didn't break any windows. And so far this week, I haven't broken any windows. Okay, very good. This is a very important exercise, but we're out of time. We will practice this tomorrow. So be sure to study this. You can review it as well on the TV. Keep studying, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.